Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 f- games this year. Okay? Not 10. DeVito, pop pass, end zone, touchdown, and the ball game! DeVito, in relief, wins it for the Orange! They don't know about the Kumbaya meetings we had this week. Swing into this! It is over! The Boston Red Sox, baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. The Bills make me wanna shout. Josh Allen, touchdown Buffalo. A 14-yard quarterback draw. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. And the celebration begins. This is on the block. Right, you know, there's validity in that opinion. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7. ESPN Radio Utica Rome. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing on the ESPN app, you can find us there. You can watch the show, experience the live chat, get exclusive content during radio commercial breaks because the mics are always on. On twitch.tv slash Q Sports Talk, the visual experience of this program. Hello, everyone on Twitch. Hello, everyone. Wherever you are today, big Thursday show in store. Let's get this thing. Let's get at it. Here's how you make yourself part of the program today. In between all the usual hijinks and tomfoolery, 437-7644 is the phone number. You can tweet me, Brent Axe Media. You can... As mentioned, follow along on the live chat as well at twitch.tv slash QSportsTalk. Oh, we got a lot to do today. Coming up right here in this hour, former broadcaster here in central New York, used to be on Channel 3, used to call Chiefs games, a Syracuse grad, and will be on the call for ESPN Saturday night, ESPN play-by-play broadcaster Doug Sherman. He'll be on the call with Corey Alexander on ESPN, 8 o'clock tip time. Of course, the game also over on Brostat, TK99. We will talk to Doug about all things Syracuse and Duke and his travels and adventures in the college sports landscape. He's called some Syracuse games before, but uh, none bigger than this one. We will talk to Doug about that right here in this hour. We will talk to the head coach, as usual, on a Thursday, presented by our friends at Burdick Toyota. That's coming up later in the show. About 5.20, we'll hear from the head coach. As you heard Seth mention during the update, you'll get plenty from Coach Beheim tonight. From 7 to 9 at Carabas and on your radio over on TK99 with the Jim Beheim Show. First hour with Matt Park. Second hour with radio legend Glenn Gomez-Adams. So, I mean, that's a show right there. That's a show. We're going to talk Syracuse Duke. We're going to talk to the guy coaching Syracuse Duke. We're going to talk to the guy calling Syracuse Duke. The only guy not on the show involved in that game is Shashevsky. And who knows? Maybe we'll get Coach K. We won't get Coach K. But maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. First, we have to ask for Coach K. But I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling confident about that one. It's probably going to be a park show anyway. So that's a show, right? That's that's like that's good. We'll do hot takes as usual. Get into a little football game that's coming up this weekend. By the way, I like that the Syracuse-Duke game in Super Bowl Sunday end up on the same weekend, which doesn't always happen. It's happened a couple times, and I like that. I think that should be a scheduling staple. You know, back in the day, old school, 
you could set your watch by it that Syracuse would finish the regular season with Georgetown or somewhere at the tail end of the schedule, and it would be Jim Nance, and it would be Billy Packer, and you just knew it. You could set your watch by it on CBS, and I like that. I'm a man. I am a creature of habit. I don't like change. I like things to be the same whenever possible. We do kind of evolve with the times in this business. You have to. I mean, I'm talking to you on Twitch right now, and a month ago, I didn't even know what the hell Twitch was. So you got to evolve that way, but I like to be stubborn where I can be stubborn. I like things to be the same. Now, if we can get Syracuse Duke in the Super Bowl in the same weekend, more often than not, I like that. It's a big weekend feel. You get a huge Saturday night game and then Super Sunday. That's awesome. Now, if you're watching on Twitch, you're like, Brent, what's that in your hand? This is a pair of tickets to Syracuse Duke. We have lots of great giveaways on this show. We give away concert tickets. We give away games. We give away hockey tickets. We have all kinds of prizes that come our way through the course of the year. But these are Duke tickets, man. So you're going to want to listen at 5 o'clock because that is going to be your chance to win these very tickets in my hand right here. Syracuse Duke. Stay tuned for that. We told you. It's a big show. Like, everything else would have been a big show. Now, now I'm throwing Syracuse Duke tickets on the pile. Let's go. Let's do this thing. So if you do win those tickets and watch this basketball game, you're going to watch a game that, to me, look, you throw out the records, you throw out the trends, you throw out streaks, you throw out who's playing well at that point, and you focus on matchups. But Syracuse and Duke, through the years, ever since this rivalry, it was an insta-rival. Just add water, rivalry, came to be. We've had close games, upsets, moments, buzzer beaters, Jim Beheim. Now, he never actually took off his coat. That's the irony of that whole thing. Like He has taken the coat off plenty of times this year, I believe. Someone can correct me if I'm wrong. They're 6-0 and when that happens this season and generally have a good record over the past couple of years, ever since our friends at Noon's Magician started uh, tracking this, when Beheim goes sans the coat. But the Duke one, the first one, the original one, I don't think he ever even got it off. It was just kind of a, a threat to take it off, and then it came back on, right? So it is an insta-rivalry. It's not a, a rivalry in the traditional sense of college basketball. I mentioned Syracuse-Georgetown, and, and you ask 100 fans who the rival is, they're all going to say North Carolina. But there's something about this series you can bank. I, I mentioned it's not always Super Bowl weekend, but you know ESPN is going to put it on the schedule in prime time. It's always a question. Didn't happen this year. Was supposed to happen last year, of course, until the tragedy with Coach Beheim. Game day, right? It's an event. Now, it's not quite the event it's been in recent years. What I kind of like about this is it's about the game how important the game is, the matchups in the game. So what about those matchups? One thing that has bubbled back up here in recent games, particularly the Clemson game, was adding Marek Dolja to the conversation of somebody who's got to stay out of foul trouble. Barama Sidibe is going to get into foul trouble. You can set your watch by it. He's going to get four fouls or at least be on the fringe of fouling out. The key is how long can you stretch that out? Because against Clemson, he made it till about five minutes to go. But it's when you pick up that fourth foul or even that third foul. Because if you pick up three fouls in the first half, 
Now you got to get creative of when they're out, how much you use them. I mean, Marek came out of the Clemson game but had to be put right back into it, and you're rolling the dice with a guy who's got four fouls. He leaves with eight minutes to go. Barama not much longer after that. And we saw what happened. Tevin Mack was the Mack truck, return of the Mack. Mack the knife, big Mack attack. Tore up the paint. Vernon Carey Jr. This just in. He's really freaking good. You have to brace for impact with a player like this. We have seen the trouble that Syracuse has had this year with established big men. Now, they didn't against Clemson with Amir Sims, but this is Vernon Carey Jr. So this is one of those you have to decide where you're going to rob Peter to pay Paul. This is where you have to decide who we really key in. It's it's a zone defense, but you really have to decide who gets your priority. Speaking of defense, my good friend Mike Waters brought up this question today, and we were taping our award-winning video, Orange Weekly, which you can see on Syracuse.com, be out tomorrow. Who's Trey Jones going to focus on? I think this is a big key in this game. Trey Jones is one of the best defenders in college basketball. You'll recall last year in the game Syracuse won at Cameron that he was on a tear before having to leave that game. I think he picked up four steals before he had to leave that game. Does he harass Joe Girard, force him into turnovers he usually doesn't make? Syracuse is not a team, by the way, that makes a lot of turnovers. Or does he harass Buddy Beheim, push him out, force him to take shots with a hand in his face? That's Now, Buddy ended up with 22 points against Clemson, but when you look at that game, he had to shoot 9 of 21 to get there because he was often shooting over a established, in-your-face, bigger defender, which he hasn't always seen in recent games but did in Clemson and is certainly going to see against Duke. One of the X factors in this game is that Wendell Moore Jr., by all accounts, is going to be back. Now, we're going to have uh, Doug Sherman coming up in a few minutes. We're going to have a Duke beat reporter on the show tomorrow. And whoever else we talk to on this game will ask this question. But by all accounts, from what I have seen, Wendell Moore Jr. is going to be back for Duke. He's missed the last few games. He is somebody that will be all over Elijah Hughes. I don't think Alex O'Connell is a huge threat in this game, but you'll recall he dropped 20 at the Dome last year. He's a liability on defense. He's not playing that much as it is. Much like Coach Beheim, Coach K, this time of the year really shrinks the rotation. You kind of know who's in and who's out. But he's always a threat to hit some threes if this becomes a high-scoring game. So remember what I was saying Tuesday night about it's not about them, it's about us, and forget the opponent, forget the matchups. Well, come on. Not in this game. This game is all about them and adjusting to what they do. If you can somehow come out, use the crowd, establish tone. The three games that Duke has lost this year in a movie trailer voice guy, in a college basketball season where no team has dominated When Duke loses, they turn the ball over. If Syracuse can get them into that particularly early, it could even things out. But 
We've also seen a Syracuse defense, and it depends on who's officiating and the flow of the game, and it's it's hard to establish. But these guys get into foul trouble again. It's going to get interesting real quick. This is a game where Quincy Garrier, and no pressure, kid. It's only, you know, Duke. He can't make those defensive mistakes he's been making. Because every time Duke will burn you. Barama Sidibe can't get into early foul trouble. I mean, Vernon Carey's going to get his one way or the other. But let's not try to make it too easy on him. Duke's Duke. And all that said, Syracuse finds a way. Now, here's a big X factor in this game to me. That hasn't come up yet, and it's just one of those things. That's college sports. People move on. You know who played well against Duke last year in both regular season games? Pascal Chukwu had two solid games against Duke, and not just defensively, not just taking up space in the zone. He scored. He got to the rim. He rebounded in both games. They don't have Pascal this year, obviously. They don't have that kind of presence in the zone. So how do you take on this team with carry down low? Remember, when Duke came to the Dome last year, they didn't have Zion. Won that game. Had Zion in Cameron, and Syracuse still won the game. It's kind of weird how that works, right? Who's this year's Tyus battle? Who's the guy that steps up and says, I'm going to take command of this team? The easy answer there is Elijah Hughes. But like I said, if more is on him, it'll be more of a challenge. Buddy will want to be that guy, but if Trey Jones is lurking, it's going to be a lot harder to do that. This is just a simple test of how far Syracuse has really come, how good they really are, and how serious they belong in the NCAA tournament conversation. It is that simple. There is no better truth serum than Duke. And I understand you have some things going your way. 32,000 people carry your dome. The the close series history. Bayheim coaching against Krzyzewski. I, I, that's what I love about this game. But this is truth serum. This is really going to show us how far this team has come. It's the first of three major games in the month of February. Duke, Florida State, Louisville. And all those other games count, too. You don't want to slip too much against the Wake Forests of the world and the other schools that you will see. Oh, yeah. It's all about the game this year, kids. Let's take a couple of your phone calls, and then uh, we will hear from Doug Sherman of ESPN coming up. Jake in Syracuse is going to lead things off today on the block ESPN Radio. What's up, Jake? Thank you, Brent, for taking my call. You know, sometimes, I don't know if you ever saw... uh, Brett Hart, when he had that kid, yelled, Brett! But sometimes I just want to yell, Brett! (laughs) Go right ahead. I don't know what you're talking about, but you do that. You go with it. All right, Brett. So, I don't know. The question's not who's your tightest battle. The question is who's your John Dillon? Who's your guy that's going to hit that shot at the end of the game? Now, I am glad Zion Williamson is not going to be there to absolutely obliterate Merrick Dolezal. In the charge, I mean, that was one of the most amazing things. I've I can't ever believe seen. you survived that. I mean, that's that's, yeah. a, that's a man who's a hundred pounds heavier than you coming through. Absolutely, he's still alive to tell the tale. I wouldn't be, but he is. <laughs> now, you know, it was it was a rough loss against Clemson. The shot selection down the stretch, the last two minutes, you know, barring Joe uh, Joe Girard, but shot selection was tough. They had bigger dudes inside, but this is Duke. Pull this one off, and we we can talk about the tournament after this. 
I agree. Jake, I agree 100%. Let's uh, see what Lee Baldwin thinks. Is here to deliver stock market information, maybe talk a little Duke Syracuse, tell me when he's going to buy me lunch because he keeps dodging me on that one. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you, Brent? I'm just living the dream. How about, how about the market today? If you're on the phone, well, good things are happening, right? Yeah, because I don't call when it's down. So, And, <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't going to call at 3 o'clock because it was down then, but we finished strong. Okay, and, and a little rally? Got back, yeah, a little rally into the close, so maybe they're uh, looking past some of the headlines and buying stocks. So our diamond, and you're going to like this one, uh, our diamond today is Barstool Sports. Okay. They had a deal with Penn Gaming, so valued at about $400 million. That's incredible. You know, say all you want about Barstool, it's not everybody's, you know, cup of coffee, but that is an incredible success story, what Dave Portnoy and that company has done. It's it's incredible. It is incredible. So, um, and it makes you scratch your head a little bit, right? So It does. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm a little behind in creating my own media company that will be worth $500 million someday. I'm just That's happy. what I want to have lunch with you and talk there, about. See, now we're talking. All right. <laughs> let's make it happen. And then uh, I do have a dog today, Carnival Cruise Ships. Uh, you know, the economy's good, but, uh, you know, viruses are bad. So that's, <laughs> <Yeah. a, laughs> that's, Lee, that's what we got. you would never catch me dead on a Carnival Cruise Ship to start with. Not them, any cruise ship, okay? Now we got coronaviruses? on. No! Like, it's never happening. Like, that sealed the deal for me. I'm sorry. No. Not gonna be a thing. And I, I, will, I will rest peacefully whenever my day comes that I never got on a cruise ship. I will be fine with that. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Brent. Can't wait for that power lunch when we build the Brent Axe Media Conglomerate. That's Lee Baldwin. You can find him at LeeBaldwin.com. You can stop in in Kaz, Manlius, Utica. Make sure you have more diamonds than dogs on your portfolio. Let's break. Let's come back and check in with our old friend Doug Sherman. He's on the call for ESPN for Syracuse Duke on Saturday. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Whether you're in a land down under, here in central New York, in Miami for Super Bowl Live, you can check out the show at twitch.tv slash Talk, where you get the visual experience of the program, including Seth Goldberg stumbling in here or running in here because he forgot his update or running because I forgot things. my update and then forgot to bring my update in when I went when I came in finally. The yeah. giant white patch on my head. I can't uh, I can't repeat the comment, but I'm pretty sure Hale Sagan got it right with <laughs> with his guess of who that caller was. I can't repeat the comment, but I'm pretty sure he got I it right. I think you're dead on with that one. And uh, that's another part of the Twitch experience. A live chat and exclusive content during commercial breaks. Mike, stay on. You get exclusive content. It's all happening. You know what else is happening tonight? Crunch Weekly. Coming up top of the hour, Lucas Favalli, voice of the Crunch. That's following us. Jim Beheim show tonight at 7 o'clock, so lots of great things on the way. But before all of that, brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the blind side. Burdick Toyota brings it to you. They can bring you places in the fuel-efficient Corolla. They can bring you places in the RAV4. They can bring you places in the sheer power and towing capacity of the Toyota Tundra. Whatever it is, get great lease deals now. Right now. Burdick Toyota, Drivers Village, Cicero, BurdickToyota.com. Goldberg, please fire when ready. Do you need an advanced degree in mathematics to understand the new NBA All-Star format? No. I 
only saw a little bit about this, so lay it on me again. So they're like, they're resetting the clock, so and there's going to be a way they're the, going to raise money for charity in honor of Kobe, so, right? So apparently, at the end of each quarter, it's going to go back to 0-0. Zero, zero. Okay. Except for at the beginning of the fourth quarter, where you're going to add up the scores from quarters 1, 2, and 3, and then add 24 to the higher of the two scores, and then it's like Elam ending. I'd like to change my answer. Yes, you need an advanced <laughs> degree in mathematics. When I saw it the first time, I'm like, oh, this isn't that complicated. Now I'm like, what? That's kind of like how they did the Jeopardy tournament of champions, right? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, well, listen, go for it, man. So the best I, part of so, the NBA All-Star game is the, the, the slam dunk on the three-point the so night before. So you're telling me that Ken Jennings is going to win the All-Star game. <laughs> All right. That's our determination. Uh, Mookie to the Dodgers? It's looking that way. I would rather they make a deal with the Dodgers, not only because it keeps them away from Paulie Sebelius Padres, but there's better prospects, I think. There's more prospects they could get if they'll take David Price as part of the deal. I'm coming to terms with this. Mookie Betts is don't, on his way out. Don't. Don't come no, to terms I, with this. I, I'm it's not, stupid. I'm not accepting it. Don't I'm come not to terms happy with about it, but I, I, I have to brace myself for the reality that Mookie Betts is not playing for the Red Sox. It's incredibly sure. stupid and poor management. Uh, how much of tomorrow's Q&A with Aaron Boom will be focused on 2003? Hopefully not a lot of it. That still stings, man. Shot through the heart. How do you feel about the fact that I get to ask Aaron Boom questions tomorrow? It happens. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. I might get so just... Like I might just start shaking with the memory. I'll just be like, "Gomez, you got to take this. I can't. I can't. I can't be here anymore." I'm kidding. We're gonna have fun. It's gonna be a good time. You're going to our Aaron Boone extravaganza as a valued Galaxy client or friend. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, what chant should SU students and fans yell towards Coach K on Saturday? <laughs> well, how about come sit with us? I think about, come sit with us. I'll just take. Coach K's advice. Ready? Let's put it like defense. Yeah, let's go. Come on, Duke. Yeah. Let's go, Duke. Come on. Yeah. You leave the other guy. You know the cheerleaders run before the game with the signs. Can they all just be like, go team, (laughs) play defense, put the ball in the hoop there now? I love it. I just love that Coach K was like, I wasn't going to ask him what the chant was. I was just going to go over there and yell at him. Yell first, get answers later. Good strategy in life. It is. I think it is. Didn't you write a book about leadership, Krzyzewski? Was that Uh, advice in that book? Act first, ask for forgiveness, right? Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Haven't you ever heard that before? That's a good expression in life. Ask for forgiveness, not for permission. For forgiveness, not permission. Correct. Uh, Last one. Well, I have one bonus one. Oh. Uh, Do you like series finales that are longer than normal episodes? Sure. Why not? Okay. What are you referring to? The good place. I am. Don't spoil it, bro. Not there yet. It's no. I'm just saying it's an hour long episode tonight. It is. Yes. Tonight is an hour. So long. I'm currently tonight's the series finale. I know that. Okay. And can I tell you something? That show is ending in the perfect yes. spot. Yeah. They didn't go too far and just extend it. And I would understand Wait, why. Wait. So they how would do far it. behind are you? I'm in the final season. Oh, okay. But I'm halfway through the final season. Well, love that show. Hurry up. It's they're uh, dude, 20 I'll, they're 20 minutes. 
Hurry that's up. Let's it. Go. That's the. Th- I'll be done with it probably after tonight. So good. He, so the f- series finale is an hour. Yeah. And then apparently, I'm fine with that. And then apparently, a live interview with the cast with Seth Meyers, okay. according to Michael Shore's Twitter. Yeah, that's such a great show. You know uh, what else? It's so good. I'm years behind on, but now getting through Parks and Rec. Amazing. Oh my! It's one of my God, favorite shows. That show. One is of my favorite shows. Awesome. Where are you in that? So I, Chris Traeger. They just got there. Just got there oh. that season. Oh, because that's just. when it gets even better. Because that. Once awesome. they once they get in, the show gets significantly better. And I'm not spoiling anything. If you haven't once, seen it by once now, once Rob Lowe that's and Adam problem. Scott show up, so it now gets it's like the Leslie Nope courtship with that other dude there, whose Adam name I Scott, forget. Yes, Ben Wyatt. Yes, yes. They just got through it's Harvest Fest. Amazing. It's a great show. So good. Was that your bonus question? No. Okay, you got one. More. Uh, how did you let Jim Beheim off the hook like that? Yeah, I kind of did. I kind of did. Can you? we go back Can to this? Can we go to the tape? Let's go to the tape. Okay. Uncle Brent, let this go. Oh, he's a monster. He's probably the- I'm sorry. Here it is. Hey, Coach, one last off from you. Super Bowl 54, Chiefs, Niners. Who you got? Heck of a game. I think it'll be, and I'm looking forward to it. It should be great. That's not a pick. We need answers, Brent. We need somebody who will ask the yeah, Let me tell you something, Brent. You don't got that killer instinct. You don't ask Beheim the tough questions here. Media around here doesn't ask you tough questions. Media, you guys do. You're scared of Beheim. You want to ask him the tough questions. So, Matt Park, Glenn Gomez Adams, that's on you. They got to tonight. Dire mistake. Pick a team, Beheim. Can you get a. Can you talk to, like, Carlson or something? Get him to ask after the Duke game on Saturday night? Bonus question Is Jim Beheim going to the Super Bowl this year? I don't think so. Didn't you go last year just because of the Patriots? I mean, if you can, you go. We didn't know this time last year. See, my favorite thing about that last year was, so Jim Beheim and Buddy Beheim go to the Super Bowl, and we had a caller on our air the next day twice say that he should have practiced instead of going to the Super Bowl. They did practice. And then they went. And then went to the Super Bowl. And that caller said that twice. Including the second time after he knew. Including the second time when I reminded him after he called your show to say that. Nothing changed in between 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock. I remember you trapping him in it, too. You were like, you called earlier. I did. Got him. Got him. And you were told that they practiced. Yes. So why'd you call again? And this is what we heard. Come on, Heimer. Hey coach, one last thought from you. Super Bowl 54, Chiefs, Niners, who you got? Heck of a game. I think it'll be, and I'm looking forward to it. It should be great. Unacceptable. Make a pick. Make a pick right now. You ask them tough questions.